Come on, Frosty. We're all waiting for you. Happy birthday! Hey, you! Yeah, you! Come here for a minute! I want to talk to you! Mama. Mama says you're brain dead. Bang your head against the wall. Mama. Mama. Can't find peace of mind. Brain needs an overhaul. Bonehead. Brain dead. We're all the same. You can't think straight when your heart is in pain. All right, bring it on, Marcia. Bring it on. The views expressed on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host. The man, the myth, the legend. The Monty Man. Little ringy dingy. Little ringy dingy. We're all the same. Is the name of the game. Turn around, hit the ground. Time to lay your burden down. Welcome to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. Tony is here. Good morning. Hello, Tony. Chrissy keeps giving me the stink eye. Chrissy is giving you the stink eye. Marv's here. Hi. Hey, Marv. I don't care if she does. <laughs> Denver's here. La 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 la. La la la. That's a Christmas song. La 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 la. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, yes, Denver. No, I'm just waiting on something. <laughs> you, you were coming at me. I thought I, thought I was going to have to respond. So we we have a new uh, we have a, actually two new gnomes in the studio. One's in the audio booth. His name is Philbert. Hi, Philbert. And uh, we have another new gnome who is rather stoned. He's made out, <laughs> made out of stone. It's a flower pot, and he's sitting on top of the file cabinet in the office. Two new gnomes. More is it gnomes. Gilbert or Philbert? Philbert. Where did you come up with Philbert? Philbert. It's another name for hazelnut. Hazelnut. Yeah. Hazelnut. And where we were last night, where I got Philbert, was on a hazelnut farm. Is that why they had so many? (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering. Oh, the big bowl of hazelnuts? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. They had them everywhere. They did. They did. Um, So, hey, listen, I want to thank last week. We we thanked... uh, uh, Patrick Le- LeBeau mm-hmm. for um, his contribution to help uh, get our mixer. And this week, we want to thank Denver Wolf E <laughs> and Roger McDermott for helping us get our brand new headphones. Yes, thank you. They're yes, the Audio-Technica M50s. Now, remember last week, they were the M40s? So I have I have to do what I promised I would do. <laughs> Last week I ripped Guitar Center 
over the coals. <laughs> because they did, their customer service was not very nice to me, and they didn't treat me very well. And I told them, and I wrote corporate, and I wrote the store manager, and I filled out all the complaint stuff online. And I said, I have a radio program, and I'm going to let my listeners know that you guys' this customer service sucks. Well, I got, I got, <laughs> a, I got a phone call. <laughs> did too. I got a letter. The store manager from the Kaiser store, Ryan Johnson, congratulations. They stepped up to the plate. They apologized all over the place. And he says, we would like to give you these headphones for free. And I said, well, too late. I already purchased them through your other store, and they're being sent to me in the mail, uh-huh. the M40s. And he says, well, how can we make this right? I said, I'll tell you what you can do. You can upgrade, which is like another 100 bucks a piece, to the M50s and give me a fourth set for when I have special guests on free of charge. And he didn't even flinch. He says, done. Come nice. Up. When you get the ones in the mail, bring them up, trade them out, and we'll upgrade you. And there you go. You didn't ask for the Stratocaster, though. I didn't ask for the Stratocaster, no. What's a Stratocaster? It's a guitar. It's a guitar. Oh, is yeah. that what? Oh. <laughs> so I so I have to say, I have to say, um, with with Denver's donation and Roger McDermott's donation, and then with them upgrading, oh. uh, we came out smelling like rose. So thank you, Denver. Thank you, yes, Roger. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and uh, I mean, I, it pays to complain. Mm-hmm. You know when it when you when, when you're not treated, when it's legitimate. <laughs> yeah, when it's that's legit. why they have a complaint department. You do betcha. it, and, and and I'm t- and now they saved because I told him I said I buy all my stuff from you guys, mm-hmm. so now I will continue to do so. I can send him a link to this week's show too. Sure, <laughs> and and if they're we had probably take, listening, if we had take, if we had taken Tony's advice, the place would have been burned <laughs> yeah. to the yeah. ground. <laughs> I told him to burn it down. She goes burn that sort of the ground. Oh. Just burn them, burn them to the ground. Last week. <laughs> You feel like those soft uh, toilet seats on your ears. <laughs> the new I headphones really like, All right. like soft toilet That's seats yeah. on your ears. I like. I that. haven't That's had weird. my head laid up against the toilet in a while. But... <laughs> <laughs> when I have, you have hypoglycemia, but... you get that all the time. All right. This week's uh, topic is step seven. Humbly ask him who's him. God. God, right, to remove our shortcomings. Uh, in fact, the original manuscript said, humbly asked him on our knees to remove our shortcomings, holding back nothing was the original manuscript of that. And uh, we're going to be talking about what are shortcomings and why is it important that God removes them instead of your sponsor. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be talking about step seven here in just a little bit. Uh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're gonna get. I will get the, I'm not sure. He's been laughing right there. The it's oh. time for Monty Man's weekly wine. <laughs> yeah, they're a lot more vicious now with these on, huh? No, aren't they? The <laughs> Where Marv is like, what did you all take this morning? Okay, Denver. You got a oh, wine. Yeah. You got a, Denver's got a wine. Yeah. Uh, I affectionately named it RGZ. So I'm cruising through town, and and I come into a school zone. Now, we all need to slow down in a school zone, right? 20, I ain't Mm -hmm. ain't got no problem with that. But as soon as I come out of the school zone, uh, I hit a 35-mile-an-hour zone. And I'm thinking, all right, we're back up to speed. 
boom, within 20, 30 yards, I don't know, before a bat of an eye, we're back down to 25. <laughs> so I'm in a 20, a 35, and then a 25, all in a matter of just a, a couple blinks of an eye. And I'm wondering, why is that? You know, they bump you up to 35, boom, off you go, and then you're right <laughs> back into a 25. The only reason, or the only thing Speed I can track. come up uh, with, yes, was an RGZ, a revenue-generating zone. <laughs> Did so, you make that up? Yeah. Revenue-generating Well, I guess. Zone? I don't know. I, Have you not seen all the sheriffs out lately? Yeah. Oh, my I God. Last, oh, my God. I did, no, I did last seriously, night. Seriously, yeah. it's ridiculous. I did last night. Oh, so. Uh, they but love my R- RGZ, yeah. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous to come out of the school zone. You think, all right, we're back on the road, and then they bump you down within twenty yards mm-hmm. into a twenty-five. Uh, I have mm-hmm. no explanation mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Might as well just kept it in a nice, steady twenty-five all the right. way through there. Yeah, no go. Ever get a <laughs> ticket in a school zone, Tony? Ever get a no. ticket in school? No. How about you? Never ever. No. Marv? No, no, never I don't. No. It's I try not to speed. I know that. It's double the fine, and then you're leaving the. It, we're a world full of signs, and thank goodness for Aren't them we? because some people really need them. But I'm telling you that there's the sign after sign, and when I saw that, and I've always uh, I noticed it in Lebanon, and now I've started looking around other places. I'm going to see if it's the same thing, but no, that it was re- is. is because it? in Lebanon, because that's where my sponsor lived, it goes from 55 to 45, yeah. to 40. To 25, to 35, to 20. There's a lot of signs right mm-hmm. there. Did, you know? was, it, was, it the, like was the song Signs from I the musical Hair? That. Was that in the musical I, Hair? I don't remember, but remember I, signs, I was Remember Signs, Signs Everywhere, yeah. Signs, yeah. Breaking Up the Scenery, Breaking My Mind, yeah. Yeah. Do This, Don't Do That, Can't You Read the Signs? You remember that song? I mean, uh, Marv? Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, they hit it dead on. Right. Anyways, that, uh, I'm not whining so much. Well, I guess I am. Yeah, sure. You are. I guess I am. So. I was going to whine about the sheriffs. Why? Because there's a lot of them. Yeah. Well, probably, and my friends. But that's going to be good if you're getting well, robbed, right? Okay. Now this is. Can I do a slight mini wine? Absolutely. Okay. So coming home. From, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Marv's like Not nothing. Many about this. Get your coffee cup. No, no. I mean, <laughs> one day after work last week, I was bringing James his tea because he loves his sweet tea. So I'm over at the freeway McDonald's right now. Yeah. So where he works at Mike's is where that um, down by where the uh, what are those things called where you pee outside? Bucks Butt Huts. Out out <laughs> outhouses. <laughs> yes, he, he works by there, and it's like clear costume. <laughs> That's a trivia question. What are those oh things called when you pee outside? <laughs> A tree, was, uh, an well, alley. I, saw, I see one sheriff, and then I'm like, okay, I'll just go this way because I just I hate them because it brings back like flashbacks, and like they were come. I swear to God, they had it out for my car. Five or six sheriffs later, I finally get to James's work. Twenty minutes later, because I had to speed limit. Well, let me assure you, if they didn't, they will now. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm not saying what kind of car. Don't don't be hating the sheriffs now. Well, yeah. then I asked my friend's dad, and he's like, "Yeah, well, there is kind of a quota, and we were kind of low." <laughs> Like, great. Well, there you I don't are. know that that quota thing is actually true. I think they like I to know. joke around about that. Although, if you're not, if you're if you're a, a patrolman, 
Oh God! And you're not writing any tickets, and a month's gone by. <laughs> you're probably not well, going to have your job. Well, I think they had long. a lot yeah. of donuts this month because there was a lot of. Yeah, there's somebody the breaking the law out there. <laughs> what, Marv? I didn't say it. <laughs> I didn't see any ones on horses, though, Marv. He's still no. on. The, he's still on the outdoor toilet. All right, so so I have I, I have just one. I have just one uh, this week. One wine. I doubt it. I don't know what is going. No, really, I I don't know what is going on with the little sparrows in our home. Oh yeah. But this has never happened in all the years that we've lived here. So I'm looking out the kitchen window, and there's this this sparrow is jumping up and down, literally jumping up and down on my rearview mirror of my truck. I'm like, what are you jumping up and down for? It, it just looked at me, and I'm like, I don't get it. So I walk around the house, kind of sneak around. And he's attacking his reflection in my rearview mirror. <laughs> now, if that wasn't bad enough, right? Uh-huh. He's pooping everywhere. <laughs> he's attacking the reflection and pooping all over my car. <laughs> so I go and I get the car, the truck washed, and I clean it up. And I'm thinking, okay, this has just got to be a fluke, right? And I come back, hour later, poop everywhere, all over my mirror again. <laughs> now it's on both mirrors. <laughs> So I put little baggies over my mirrors with rubber bands, little booties, to try to train the birds not to poop on my mirrors. What do you think of that, Marv? Bags on the mirrors. (laughs) Is that what you do with horses? Oh, (laughs) jeez. It didn't work. (laughs) Now, my son parks in the same spot. Do you think they bother him? Nope. No. (laughs) Just me. I don't understand. That that is weird. Why do And somebody said, well, they do it because they're birds, you ding-a-ling. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've been here 15 years. They've never done it before. What's going on with pooping on my mirrors and, and, and fighting your reflection? I mean, I know when you buy a little parrot for a pet, sometimes the cage will come with a little mirror so they can peck at it and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe that's what's going on. What color? It's white, right? My truck? Uh Uh-huh. No. Oh, no, it's brown, huh? No, it's gray, military gray-green thing. That's almost brown. Yeah, kind of, sort of. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it reminds them of a tree. But how? how in 15 years, they've never done this, and now well, they're doing I got the answer for you. <laughs> what is it, Denver? Chemtrails. Chemtrails. <laughs> it's not you. only affecting the people. It's affecting it's the birds. It's affecting the pets. <laughs> only to your truck. Oh, my goodness sakes. All right. Uh, I want you to listen to this. Uh, this is this is very important. And then I'm going to announce who our special guest is for our Christmas show next week. Ooh. Keep in mind, Christmas falls on a Monday this month, so we won't be doing a show on the 25th. Oh. But next week, the 18th, will be our special Christmas show. And we're going to have a very special guest on. I'll tell you who that is. Is it uh, Santa? No, it's not Santa. Dang it. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to tell you who that is right after this. This this little thing that you're going to hear is associated with our special guest. So check this out. The Salvation Army. What do you think when you hear the name? Red kettles? Donated clothes? Helping the homeless? These are all part of the Salvation Army. But they are only a fraction of what it does. As one of the oldest and largest charities in the world... Many people are surprised to know that the Salvation Army is first and foremost a church. It was founded in London, England in 1865 by Christian evangelists William and Catherine Booth. The idea was simple. Share the gospel of Jesus Christ by feeding the hungry, housing the homeless, and freeing people from addiction. 150 years later, 
the Booth's mission has spread across the planet. Today, the Salvation Army operates in more than 120 countries. And in the United States alone, the Salvation Army serves about 30 million people a year. Along with Christmas assistance, the Salvation Army is focused on providing hunger relief, housing, and educational services to kids. These and other services are available in Salvation Army Worship and Service Centers. These centers are usually located in poor and crime-ridden neighborhoods where few venture to serve. The Worship and Service Centers are led by Salvation Army officers, ordained ministers who have studied at least two years at Salvation Army Training School. It operates stores to help fund rehabilitation centers. These centers provide free, long-term treatment for people battling addiction. So, when you donate goods to the Salvation Army, your old stuff is being used to save lives. Of all the services offered, none of them can happen without the love and compassion of volunteers. Volunteers allow the Salvation Army to spend less on wages and more on serving people. There are about 3.4 million Salvation Army volunteers in the United States. Not surprisingly, the Salvation Army also needs cash donations to operate. In the U.S., more than $3 billion per year is raised. About $140 million of this comes from cattle donations in the six weeks before Christmas. America's favorite charity shares the gospel of Jesus Christ, offering its services to millions without discrimination. In the words of William Booth, the Salvation Army stands for hope that when every other light is extinguished and every other star has gone down, this one gleams shines steadily and clearly out in the darkened sky. If only I could get to the Salvation Army, they will do something for me. The Salvation Army, doing the most good. All right, so... On our Christmas show next week, our very special guest in studio will be Major Bill Hawthorne of the Salvation Army. And uh, Major Hawthorne is going to be here, and he's going to talk to us about what the Salvation Army does and, and, and some misconceptions that some people may have, a little bit kind of bouncing off what this uh, volunteer spoke of. Um, and there is some history that I'm going to share that is very strong, the relationship between the Salvation Army and Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm -hmm. Salvation Army was very instrumental in the early days of Alcoholics Anonymous. They worked together. Um, there's a book out there called Twice Born Men, all about that relationship between uh, Alcoholics Anonymous and Salvation Army. And uh, if you have a chance to get that on Amazon, uh, you can uh, type in Tucci Paul Mary, Tucci Paul Mary, those books are very expensive um, because they're original manuscripts. Well, Tucci Paul Mary is a friend of mine, and he ponying up the money to reprint some of these manuscripts, early AA manuscripts, and uh, so you can get them for like twelve dollars and fifteen dollars versus fifteen hundred dollars and that oh, kind of thing. Wow! Um, yeah. Now on uh, on Amazon, just type in Tucci Paul Mary. The cat is tripping. <laughs> what are you doing, cat? So anyway, Bill Hawthorne, Major Bill Hawthorne, will be with us next week. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, I thought it was very appropriate for this Christmas to feature uh, the Salvation Army and, and cool. all that they're doing. I think I think it's time for uh, for, for Cecil. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure. I knew that was coming. Okay, okay, it's time to play Tape Twelve Recovery Radio's 
Christmas song trivia. <laughs> and we know we know how much Denver's going to enjoy this. <laughs> so Monty Man is going to play a little soundbite of five songs and a bonus. And you have to guess. There's no multiple choice. You just got to guess. That's just the way it is. So there. Okay. Go ahead, Monty Man. Go ahead. All right, Cecil, thank you very much. Okay, so whoever gets it first, uh, they get it first. <laughs> so here's the first one. Just yell it out there, uh, Tony. Just yell it out. <laughs> All right, Wait, let me get, let me get yeah, back. Yeah, back up. In one foggy Christmas Eve, Rudolph. Seven yeah, Rudolph. To say. All right, Marv got that one. I've got that one. Okay, uh, Rudolph the Red is reindeer. Uh, Tony was second. Denver's excited. Denver, uh, <laughs> okay, here's num- here's number two. Just like the one White Christmas. Yeah, White, White Christmas. Christmas. Marv gets it again. <laughs> Tony's all good. I get to watch Marv get these excellent. <laughs> all right, and uh, here's number three. Jingle Bell Rock, Tony, you are correct. Good job. I All think right. Marv let me win that one. All right. When we finally kiss goodnight, how I'll hate going out in the storm. I know this one, but I don't know it's, it. It's cold outside. <laughs> no. Go ahead, Marv. What do you think? Uh, it's on time for your tongue, isn't I can't it? Re- I saw no. Santa Claus. No. Okay. Let me in. No. Play it again. Play it again. Let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow. All right, here's your fifth Rudolph. one. <laughs> no, he did, Rudolph. Settle down. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Here's number five. Bells ring. Sleigh bells ring. Are you no. listening? <laughs> in the lane, snow is glistening. Walking in Winter Wonderland. Okay, you got it. Winter okay. Wonderland. Yeah, we'll give that to you. Yeah, yay. Yeah, somebody give, give her a prize there. <laughs> well, this is two sugar shots later. So. Okay, Denver Denver can redeem himself here. You can say there's no such thing as Santa. But as for me and Grandpa, we believe. I don't know. Can we go right now? Yeah, I got run over by a reindeer. The one that Denver hates so much. I thought he did it. Hate is such a horribly strong word. I like uh, no, wait a minute. horribly no. dislike. That's not what you said earlier. I, said, horribly I hate Christmas. Dislike. <laughs> All month long you've been like, I hate Christmas. Well, that does it for Take 12 Trivia. <laughs> oh, amen. Oh. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad you came today? All righty. Step seven. Uh, Step seven says, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. I love the original manuscript. says, humbly on our knees. That shows humility. Uh, Holding nothing back. So we're we're really serious here at this step. Now, in step six, we were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. In step seven, we humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Um, there have been some 12-stepologists that would say that shortcomings and character defects are the same. Some would disagree. That That's really irrelevant here. The I do want to focus on the word shortcoming, though. Uh, another word for that in some of the early writings was the word sin. 
to remove our sin. Our sin what? I mean, if we're all sinners, right? Is it our sin nature or is it the stuff that we're actively engaging in? Mm-hmm. And I think he's talking about is the stuff we're actually engaging in intentionally as well as stuff that may be unintentional. That's a shortcoming. So here's the thing. The word sin is an archery term. It means to miss the mark. Now, if you can imagine an archer aiming at a target, getting distracted and firing and missing his target, missing the mark, are actually falling short of the target. The word shortcoming is also an archery term. And it's interesting how that matches up. So a shortcoming is to fall short of the target. Sin is to miss the mark or the target. And here we are humbly asking God to remove our shortcomings. Why do you think it's important that God does the removing of the shortcomings and not your meeting, your sponsor, your friends, your spiritual advisor, or even yourself? What do you think, Marv? (laughs) We can't do it on our own. There it is right here. Can't. We're powerless over that, right? Yeah. 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 Have you tried to work on your character defects yourself and get rid of your shortcomings? And of course. How well did you do? Not too good. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Um, yeah, we need help at big time. Right. You know. And and I think that speaks to the humbly asked him. You know now. We've talked about before, uh, not only on the show, but in meetings and in, in recovery circles, there's a difference between being humble and being humiliated. We're talking about being humiliated, but we're talking coming before the throne room of our creator humbly. That means when you're humble, you recognize who you aren't, but you also recognize who you are. You know, so you're not way down here. You're not way up here, but you're not being undertrodden either you're a worthwhile person you're god's kid you're a kingdom kid you're royalty if you have a relationship with god you are considered royalty biblically and um to to actually recognize who you are in all those aspects and coming boldly before the throne room of grace and asking god to help you remove these things out of your life um this, this step is so vitally important because if those things aren't being, if God isn't allowed to work on those things in us, which means, by the way, that we're going to continue to follow directions. That's one way we, because God's a gentleman, that's one way we give him free reign to remove these, these things in our lives that are, that are harmful to us. And, uh, you know, here's the thing that's really hard for a lot of people. If you don't feel like you're worthwhile, you may not feel like God loves you enough to work on those things. Like, who? who why would he care? Right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt like that, Tony? Like, you just, I'm just too bad for God. I'm just, I'm, I'm just a mess. Ever felt like that? I have. Back in my early recovery, I did. Well, in early recovery, may I add what you were saying, that the humble and humility, or what what'd you say, humility and... Humiliation. Humiliation. Yeah. That's a hard thing to figure out. I mean, especially in early recovery, but I think it's a growing process. I, I, I think every year I'd look at it differently and be like, there's days where it's like, oh my God, I feel like crap, I don't deserve, you know, God in my life, you know, and then there's... Yeah. I, I think it's just every year you grow and you learn and 
God does love you, even though sometimes you don't feel like it. I mean, you're always going to have your bad day. It's not just like in early recovery that happens. Yeah. You just learn and grow. And like, you know, with me going to church, I realize I am more, I have a lot more self-worth than I gave myself credit for, you know, and learning that God does love me despite all the mistakes I've made. Does that make any sense? Sure. Sure it does. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Denver? Did you ever feel like, I'm just not good enough for God to care? There's always been those moments. Yeah. Yeah. Which will drive you right back into your addiction. Mm. Sure. You, you know, let's drown this sorrow, this pity party that I'm on. Right. Well, certainly. You had mentioned, uh, I would. this is one of those shows that I wish I'd had my scratch pad because you'd mentioned a couple things to start there. Uh, there you, go. you had mentioned yeah, it's a little late now. I've lost all that. Uh, willing to or uh, admitting and wanting God to take away our sin. Mm-hmm. You know that the obvious sins. Boom. But as we go through this, this is such a journey, uh, recovery, and it's ongoing forever. These sins that you didn't even know. He will help you uh, bring to light so that um, they can be removed. Right. You know, uh, it's just the obvious ones, you, you know, you get right away or you don't. <laughs> but hopefully right. you do and you give them to God. But the other ones get revealed through our journey on this walk. You, you bet. And you may not even realize you're doing some things. Exactly. Uh, when you first start out, uh, particularly in the area of attitude. <laughs> and perspective, big, big, big. Uh, things like that. On page seventy-six, it, it gives the actual instruction on how to do the seventh step. And w- after you read in how it works, the reason that the uh, the next chapter is called into action is because in into action it t- it says how to do these things. Uh, on seventy-six, it says, "When ready, we say something like this." Okay, when it says something like that or something like this, that means you can use your own words, but something similar to this. And this is what is um, referred to as the seventh step prayer. Every step has a prayer. Every step has a promise. This is the seventh step prayer. It says, my creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. We have then completed step seven. So let's unpack this for a minute. This goes back to shortcomings and character defects being the same thing. This would suggest that here Bill W. again is repeating himself using different words, so we get it. This would uh, conclude that they are the same thing, um, when he says, uh, my creator, I'm now willing that you uh, should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character. In uh, in previous steps, we call them character defects. In, in step seven, we call it shortcomings. And then he refers to it as a character, character defect again. So we're talking about the same thing. And if you notice, the third and the seventh step prayer are very similar. Very similar. Very similar. You bet. Because we learn from repetition. Yes, exactly. That's mm-hmm. it. And 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 here we go with looking back at the purpose why we're even doing this recovery thing in the first place. Is it for sobriety's sake? Not really. Although you're not going to be able to accomplish what we're trying to accomplish if you're not sober. 
So you got to get clear-headed first, mm. right? So what is the reason we're doing this thing? All right, well, let's look at it. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous, what is the primary purpose? What is the primary bidding? To carry the message to those who still suffer, right? To the alcoholic who still suffers. So this whole thing is to give something away, is to give something back, is to minister to the heart of the other guy or gal. We're getting sober, we're getting clean to be of maximum service to God and the people he puts in our life. That's why we're doing it. Now, we, when we come in the program, I know when I came in, I, was, I, was, I wanted the pain to stop. That was the hook. And then you guys tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so uh, my creator. So we're talking, we're talking to God. I am now willing that you should have all of me. So all of me. All of me is all of me. You can't get around that. Good and bad. Good oh. and bad. Or I like to say bad and good. Bad and, and good. Yeah, keep that in mind. Good. So, so even the things that I perceive are my assets and my friends and my good side and all that. That belongs to God too, right? Correct. Marv, what do you think? Mm-hmm. All the good stuff? To, yeah. to, build, yeah. to build on and to be used. Exactly. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character. So we kind of touched on this last week with Dave when we talked about sometimes people say, well, I want to hold on to that character defect. I was about to say, that's hard to do to give up everything. <laughs> you know, but if you're going to follow the directions, it says every single one. I know. Doesn't mean they're all gone immediately, but we need to be willing that they all be removed. If you're aware of it, yeah. You need to be aware of it. And that's what he does is he reveals this over time. I mean, it's just not a boom, boom. No, it's not. As you go along and you get healed, you're going to find more. Therefore, the slogan more will be revealed, right? Yes. I think it's work in progress, too. Because I know my worst one is controlling. And I'm Italian on top of that. So, oh, good Lord. You're an Italian control freak. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That's what my sponsor calls me. On, your <laughs> on, sh- on, on sugar shots. <laughs> on sugar shots, right? I know. Are you OCD? Very. Are you? I don't let James put away the laundry in the closet. Because <laughs> each one asks He's him, glad. Each one, oh, yeah. Each, each hanger has to be, like, so many apart. And then it has to go in color order. Right. And then it's work clothes and then regular clothes. And, yeah, mm-hmm. Very OCD. Yeah. He will confirm that. So you're a confess control freak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marv? What? Do you believe that? Say yes. Are you quick to admit that sometimes you like to uh, feel like you're in control? Or are you uh, slow to admit that? I, I, I have a hard time um, sometimes thinking that I... I'm a controller. <laughs> right. Do you think that you are, though? Or do you think maybe that you're you're more laid back than that? I mean, it's you know, you may not be a control guy. What do you what do you really think is going on in that little cowboy head of yours? <laughs> well, you know, the the Bible says the the heart is uh, deceitful. Uh, deceitful. Yeah. And so I'm Oops. probably being deceitful. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say you're answering that way slowly. <laughs> That's cautious. Uh, on the surface, I don't think I'm a controller. Right. Inside, when I'm uh, 
doing things and uh, like in meetings or maybe even here or something. And sure. I think something ought to be a certain way or or something like that. In that respect, um, I I probably am. Probably more of it in your head than you are outwardly. Yeah. Right. I, I don't really go around, you do this and you do that and right and, and uh, stuff like that. So I don't know. <laughs> what about Probably. you, Denver? I, <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you were coming to me. I was, con- I was controlling this conversation yes. my way. You're steering in your direction. Yes. No, uh, I'm, I'm not an outspoken control person. You know, I'm not going to be a bossy or nothing <laughs> else. But I have been and still probably have that art of manipulating. Oh, yeah. Mm. Moving things in my direction mm. subtly so that no one knows. So that, in, a, in its own right, is a control uh, mm. freak. I guess, or whatever you were calling it, sure. control person. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a method. I, I, right? the, the the heart is that way, like mm. you said, and uh, I'm I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Yeah. So how how easy is it to be want even want to be willing for God to remove that defect? Mm. Horribly difficult. Yeah, because the, the threat is well, then I won't be in control. Well, right? And, and that's and, scary. And you're second-guessing yourself on the truth. How far? I mean, am I being true? Am I just – am I deceiving myself yeah. during this walk? You know, it's like, yes, God, take this. And then somewhere in there, that little – you're not really – you're not really that way. And Indian you know, giver. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just – it's weird how, I was how you play yourself. My, right? I was thinking about my last seven years of step work, and it's always the same thing. Control, 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 control. Yeah, all my notes. If you look at them, that's... but do you, do you, do you think do you think you're still where you were? How many years ago? No. Or do you think you've actually improved in that? I've area? improved, and especially Good. this last year. Um, and actually, since I met James, he, I have to let him do things, and that's hard for me. But my sponsor's like, you've done so much better. <laughs> well, well, so. well, when you've been in a in a hurtful harmful relationship mm-hmm. to where you feel, or at least you're convinced that you need to control the situation. Otherwise everything's going to fall apart. Yeah. And then you're in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. It's hard to just turn that off. Yeah. So you kind of carry it into that, right? Yeah. To a certain and extent. It, it, it's slowly getting better. And I'm working with my sponsor on that this year. Right. You know, just my thoughts and, you know, the controlling issue. And she's like, you just got to let him do it. Well, <laughs> He's and you, not going to hurt you. And and and, and uh, James is is very patient with you. Very over the because because of his personality, mm-hmm. right? He's kind of a easygoing, kickback guy. Mm-hmm. Isn't Walter he? was just like a rap. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, right. So right. the adjustment, but that. But yeah, so you're you're. I got to let adjusting. him do things. I have to allow him. So when things go wrong around here, I just blame the gnomes. <laughs> I need gnomes. <laughs> Marsha goes, did somebody fart? And I go, it was the gnomes. I blame Nevaeh. Because Nevaeh farts all the time. <laughs> right. I think one thing that hasn't been said, I, or at least uh, maybe I've missed it. No, go for it. But uh, one thing, um, when people read the sixth and seventh step, and they think uh, of the character defects or shortcomings that are glaring, Right, you know, and I've always kind of had it in the back of my mind that 
that I am not in control of which defects and shortcomings God is God's going to remove yeah. at what time and in when one order. There it, um, I'm just not in control of that. I, I know, and that's a hard pill to swallow because not only do other people want to see our behaviors change, our shortcomings and character defects dissolve, we want that to happen. Mm-hmm. And we want to tell God which ones need to come first. I mean, that's what was my tendency. Well, God, you, you need to take care of this one and that And he's like, hey, put on the brakes, soldier. Mm-hmm. We're not even there yet. you know. But you're right. There's, there's the ones that scream real loud and we want those to go away. But what about the ones that are kind of under the surface and silent scorn? I know a gal. She is the queen of silent scorn. You know what, what I mean? What does that mean? Um, she shows her disapproval of things without saying anything. She just um, kind of folds her arms and I do that. And you know what's <laughs> going on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if anybody that knows her, you know, she and well, she'll admit it. Uh-huh. Um, but that's kind of you know, and and I've done that before. I've these little manipulative ways that we have. Kind of want to hold on to them because they uh-huh. don't scream real loud. <laughs> <laughs> that we know of. It's not like, it's not like <laughs> slamming a needle in your arm or chugging a gallon of whiskey yeah. or driving drunk. You, you know what I mean? They're a little more manipulative. They're a little bit more sneaky. And, you know, we've kind of honed our art. Oh, yeah. At those. We're kind of proud of those. I mean, <laughs> it, and that's the scary thought, too, because I know if I allow myself, I can do that again. Right. Like if I want something, I'll be like, hmm, nope, put that away. Mm-mm. <laughs> Marv, you look deep in thought. Uh, I was just going to apply this in a different area. Yeah, go for um, it. This is the 12th month. And so at the meetings, mm. you can uh, realize that they're talking about the 12th the step. The 12th step, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And in that, um, of course, they're talking about reaching out and helping mm-hmm. the other alcoholics. And then they talk about sponsorship and uh, on and on and on. And one of the things that I believe in that also mm-hmm. is that you can't help anybody unless God is in control of that. Mm-hmm. And and I've learned through the years um, to wait for prompting because I've tried to sponsor people and help people and made a mess out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I was doing it. Based on this super knowledge I have from being in meetings and stuff, like gotcha. That. Yeah. So I've come to a point in my life that that if I'm going to help somebody or be of assistance or anything, God's got to do it, and I and I wait for prompting for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And and I think too in the defects and and uh, shortcomings that the prompting comes in God's time. Yeah. And and lets us know, yeah, when, when doors are open to to maybe do, hey, maybe I ought to try doing it this way or something. So, so it's subtle, and everybody's right; it's a process. It, so so th- there's times when we want a character defect to be removed, and that's the one we want to tell God to work on, and all that. And then there's the times when God says, "Okay, now it's time to work on this one," mm-hmm. and we're like, "What?" <laughs> Not now. I know. I hate those. Right? 
Yes. And, and you're right because, you know, especially when it comes to sponsoring or advising people or, or, or being mentors and stuff like that, we, we see a prospect and we're like, ooh, that's a juicy prospect. And, you know, I could really help that guy or that gal, you know. I could, man, they got, they got issues that I, I've experienced that. And I could go in there and I can save the day. Yip, hip, hooray. We don't drink today. Wee. <laughs> yeah, that's why you know. I suck at sponsoring because I get too close. Yeah. I could not keep the feelings out of it. It's that's why my sponsor's like you do other things like the show and you do right you know talk at Serenity Lane. She sure, goes, you just I don't think I was ever meant to sponsor. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, so I I see what Marv is saying because I feel the same way. Like you can save this person, but you can't. Sure. So sure, I back up what he's saying. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I totally understand. The deal about these directions, the original manuscript calls these directions, it doesn't call them steps, it doesn't call them suggestions, it calls them directions, is that that a, the purpose of a direction is to point you, right, down a path of success. Mm -hmm. And what I have found, and this is something that I've learned, just, you know, it really speaks to what Marv was saying, there are people that are going to come to that crossroad and there's a dragon down one way and there's success down the other and they're going down the, the way where the dragon is and you got to let them go. They just have to um, for whatever reason. And I have tried to step in and, and block that from happening to them. And God has spoken to my heart just like he did to my wife years ago. If you don't get out of my way, you're going to kill the guy. You know, sometimes we just got to step out of the way and say, you know, maybe I'm not so smart. Maybe this is not where God wants me, you know, even though everything seems like it fits and this is the guy I need to work with. And maybe it's not. That's OK. I That's think okay. people like that, though, is a learning <coughs> tool for yourself too, to realize what you can or cannot do. And then you just learn and grow from that to the next person or situation. Right. You want to step in and help you realize that that what you did before was not what you should do does you that bet. make any sense yes yes it does i suck at explaining things. i think that all no i think you said it well i think i think every, through every step through every process of recovery that you go through and every relationship that you run into in the rooms and outside of the rooms can be an opportunity uh for learning they mm -hmm. they should all be teaching tools uh, nothing, even the things that are perceived to be negative, can should go without, you know, some kind of education to where we learn from them. And uh, I think that's that's something that we learn to learn as as we go. Um, next week uh, we're going to look at steps eight and nine, and it simply starts out by saying, "Now we need more action, without which we find that faith without works is dead," which is a quote from Scripture. Actually, and it says, "Look, let's look at steps eight and nine. So we're going to be talking about that next week. Uh, not next week. I'm sorry. Not next week. Not the week the after. New, but the week the after year. that in the new year. Yeah. New yeah, we're going to bring the new yeah. year in with steps eight and nine. Uh, next week will be uh, Major Bill Hawthorne with the Salvation Army will be with us, and uh, uh, that's going to be exciting. He is such a neat man. You you know, his, yeah, I, I know him and his. You wife. know him and his wife, mm -hmm. and she's a major too, and um, that's going to be really cool. Very very cool." So I'm excited about that. Yeah, Anybody want to add anything before we 
close out with a very special treat that Cecil. I have no idea what Cecil's got in store. <laughs> I got to go. Cecil, <laughs> Cecil told me that. Cecil just said, look out, Monty Man, because I got something for you. Any, any, any closing thoughts, you guys? Um, don't eat yellow snow. Don't uh, eat yellow snow. <laughs> I just wanted to add, uh, during this walk, is realizing that you are improving. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, you realize that as you're gaining your sobriety and you're helping others. And just this whole walk, you begin to realize that I, I am totally different than what I was. Six months ago, a year mm-hmm. ago, yeah. last week, you know. I mean, there's little hiccups along the way, but uh, you you begin to realize that there is growth and there's hope and there's uh, it's it's good. Yeah. Or your life is better and it is better. It's so much uh-huh. better. It just. I'm really digging these new headphones. Are you digging the, oh the God, toilet seat the, headphones? Yes. <laughs> they don't fit me, but they're screaming good. baby on one side and toilet seat on the other. <laughs> Woohoo! So do you do you want to uh, do you want to talk about your belt thing? Anybody oh, wants yeah. any, or, or you know, I'm afraid His you might get overwhelmed adventure. with orders. But, oh no, uh, yeah. If anybody has ever seen these or are interested, I do have belts for uh, twenty five dollars. Uh, I got blessed with a beautiful deal on hides. Uh, these are top quality belts made in the U.S. of A. Obviously here in yep. uh, uh, Shed, Oregon. In Shed, Oregon. Yeah, and they're an uh, inch and a half, and they. If you need to tow the car home with it, it it'll you get can. you it'll get your car home and if it stretches out too bad, I'll give you one for free. But yeah, they're a heck of a deal if you ever need it. They are amazingly uh, strong. It's about $10 to ship them out worldwide wherever you want. Right. Worldwide. Right. Well, and, maybe and, not worldwide. And the clasp <laughs> on these things aren't like snaps. They're the screw what? clasps. Yeah, Chicago. on the buckles. Chicago Chicago Sh- Chicago screw. Yep. What are they called? They're, they're Chicago or sex screws. Sex screws. What? I'll explain that off okay. the air. <laughs> I'll explain show. that off the air. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> but the cowgirl one is so cute. They uh, they they are really really uh, they're just high quality. They'll last you your whole life. Mm-hmm. You yeah. you won't have to worry about another belt ever again. So if you want one, you can. They can go on your Facebook, right? Yeah, they can find me on Facebook, or they can contact here at the radio show, and we'll get it. Uh, yeah. get you one into your hands. And once you have one. Uh, I'm sure your neighbor's going to want one too. They, just, they, <laughs> they sell themselves. I'm great really, Christmas yeah. presents. Yeah. So I so, felt them. They're really nice. So you can you can call me here at five four one nine seven one six four four five at the station, uh, or you can email us at take twelve radio at comcast dot net mm-hmm. and just say I want my Denver belt. Yeah, I want <laughs> my Wolf Denver e. belt. Wolf, Wolf E. Wolf E. Wolf E. All right. So Cecil, uh, you got something cooking, right? You got something up? That's right. Yes, I do. It's not just me. The whole production crew here at oh Take God. 12 Recovery Radio decided to put together this little Christmas ditty just for you guys. So here we go. A one and a two and a three. You're a strange one, Denver Wolf. You really are sublime. You're collecting in your ways and wiser than your days, Denver Wolf. Funny, you don't even drink wine. You're a sweet one, Tony Jane. You really are so kind 
up till we fall down. The soldiers are talk of the town. Tony The cowboy, Mr. Marv. Your spurs are shiny bright. You share your wisdom and your songs with Cowboy Marv. You can't go wrong. And the three phrases that come to my mind are, and I quote, head them up, move them out, Monty Man, you've gone nuts. You've really lost your mind. <laughs> but we love you anyway, and we don't like to say, Monty Man. Merry Christmas! You look pretty good behind that mic. <laughs> I thought the words for Marver could be, I can't know in the song. <laughs> That's why I was like, I did the double jinx. Oh, my goodness sakes. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, my God. All right. That's the most I've laughed in a week. <laughs> Help me. Oh, my God. Um. So, uh, ev- ev- Good ev- job, uh, Cecil. Good job. Ev- yeah. Evidently, Cecil is... That's a wrap. <clears throat> All right, folks. Uh, don't uh, don't forget. Uh, listen, you can you can subscribe. I can't talk. Subscribe to us. Uh, go by ta- go to take twelve radiocom The number twelve or the word twelve will take you to the same place. You can get to all of our social media sites there. Please join us on Podomatic. If you go to Podomatic, uh, take twelve recoveryradio.podomatic.com and sign up. You can sign up with your Facebook. Um, please click on the little heart. Uh, that says you like the show, or, or you can comment on the show. If you're a Podomatic member, you can comment. Please leave your comments. Nobody comments. Comment. Say and it improves the demographics. It does improve our demographics, so we can kind of tell what's going on there. And we also have a YouTube version, uh, youtube.com forward slash Monty Meyer, M-O-N-T-Y-M-E-Y-E-R. It, is, your Chris, well. is your Christmas card going to be uh, the picture posted on YouTube? Or? Uh, yeah, we're going to have the picture uh, we took a Christmas picture today, and that'll be up next week. Um, and uh, yeah, there you go. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> until our ne- next broadcast, this is Monty right. Man along with the Take Twelve Recovery Radio family. Say bye, you guys. Bye. bye. We're wishing serenity, God's serenity, for you. Bye, bye. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs>